Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. I do believe in miracles. I really do. And I also believe in superstitions. Welcome in. We, as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Are you superstitious at all, Rich Ornberger? You know, I, I didn't think I was. And then I realized I kind of am. You know, I and I don't even know if it's superstition so much as like just habit, you know, rituals. I kind of like traditions. I like rituals. I like little things that I do every day. I don't think I necessarily believe that if I don't do them, all of a sudden I'm going to have like bad luck or anything like that. But um but yeah, I I I bet you if I really thought about it, I could think of one. Why are you? Are you superstitious? I am, I, am, I am superstitious, and I also am someone who thinks that there are good days and there are bad days. And the bad days, maybe just you wake up and guess what? Slept on the wrong side of the bed, got a kink in your back, and now you got to deal with that all day long. Mm. And then you miss the red light or the green light on the way to work. You're stuck at a red. Uh, you get behind a semi, maybe on the freeway, and 12 cars pass you. All that adds up can make it a, a very bad day. The reason I bring this up 
is because when your star player twists his ankle on the first possession of a Game 7 for a trip to the NBA Finals, it is not going to be your night. And I'm not saying that's why the Boston Celtics lost, but when Jason Tatum turned his ankle on the foot of Gabe Vincent, I knew it was not good for the Boston Celtics. And this from a guy, Rich, that yesterday, 24 hours ago, said that I thought Boston would not only win, they would cover and they would win by double digits because I had no idea how in the world the Miami Heat could rebound from what happened in Game 6. I couldn't have been more wrong. And the superstition, just seconds into the game, told me it was not going to be the Celtics' night. Yeah, I. you know what's so weird is – I um, was all gunned up for Game 7. I was super excited. I was like, oh, wow. This is exactly what we deserve, right? As a sports viewing uh, uh, public, we we had to suffer through the pandemic and the bug, bubble playoffs and the, uh, the whatever it was, the eight-game restart before the bubble playoffs. You know, the, the NBA postseason has been kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't call it garbage, but it, it just hasn't been all that interesting in the past couple of years and then all of a sudden you got this opportunity for a game seven especially after such an incredible game six i'm all ready to go it's memorial day weekend though and you got the kids running around you got the barbecue going you know there's this this lull in the household as the game's tipping off i fell asleep through the first half i i i take a nap <laughs> I wake up at halftime. I'm like, no, no, what did I do? Like, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I was at the in-laws' house. I'm like, just like passed out, tongue hanging out of my mouth on their couch. I'm just like, I didn't mean to fall asleep. And then I look at, the, you know, I hear Chuck. He's yelling at Chuck like, these Celtics are terrible. I'm just like, what happened? We, we just, I kind of feel like we got robbed a little bit. I, I, I mean, it, it, it didn't feel like the ending we all deserved. I, I, I mean, Boston. What the hell happened to you? I mean, I guess yeah, they were the, they were the the person who woke up with the kink in their back and then getting stuck at every red light and getting stuck behind the semi tractor trailer. They looked like that a tractor trailer connected to them. They couldn't get going. They uh, they uh, looked like they also had a nap in the first half of Game Seven last night. Like you were in Jordanburger. They woke up in the locker room and were like. What the heck happened? Uh, th- there's there's a lot to take in, in in this. I just do not think that it, y- you can't say it enough. The job that Eric Spolstra does with the Miami Heat, and I think that he's gotten his flowers a lot lately. I think more people are 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 realizing, and not that I'm this guy that can rank the NBA head coaches from one to thirty. But I think for the longest time, you know, we had Greg Popovich near the top of that list and uh, Steve Kerr, obviously, with the success that they have with the Golden State Warriors uh, near the top of the list. But Spolstra has been there for a while, uh, a Hall of Fame coach now for sure. He'll he'll go into the Hall of Fame. But to be able to to put this together and it's not only it's it's not only the, the group of misfits, because I don't think that they're misfits, and I'm not saying people are saying that, but it's just the group of that they have put together with Jimmy Butler leading the pack. You don't have Tyler Hero, but Bam Adebayo is an all-star, despite how much he struggled offensively. The ability to have Caleb Martin develop into the player that he did, I think that's where you can also attribute to heat culture to figure out the type of game that they want to play and you know we're going to hear from joe missoula later uh on in in the show uh, because i think there are serious questions about what he's done with the celtics but for all of the talk about 
about Jimmy Butler and all of the talk about Caleb Martin and what the Heat have done, I, I do believe, and I think it's fair, that Eric Spolstra deserves so much of this credit because now they have navigated a, a season where they have knocked out they've knocked out Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo and have an opportunity to maybe even knock out Nikola Jokic and win an NBA title. But this just was all Spolstra last night, uh, weaving his magic, uh, going at one point just saying like, all right, Bam's in foul trouble. We're going to go with a super-duper small lineup, and we'll figure out a way to make it work, and they did. And it, it, it goes a lot deeper, but the fact is, is you go into that game 48 hours after you – were had your heart ripped out a tenth of a second away from the NBA Finals, and you go and do that, and you hear that Eric Spolstra put together a video to tell the guys, you know, a 15-minute video prior to the game. Uh, that's all coaching. That's all Spolstra, and that's who I who I give the flowers to today because it was it was the the Celtics fans last night, Rich, were cheering when it got within seven. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the, the tells you on, on what type of game it was for most of the time that they had to get within seven points. Not like a one possession game and they're going crazy. They were excited just to be within seven uh, for a decent, you know, portion of that game. You know, if I I don't I don't necessarily think that NBA coaches do as much as they used to. I'm an outside a couple. Maybe Spolster is in that in that group now, like you mentioned with the Popoviches and the Steve Kerrs and the Phil Jacksons of the world, where truly they have the respect of the locker room. They're able to be decision makers. Um, they're unabashedly unafraid to, you know, take control of the culture when they need to, and the players respond to that. But there are so few coaches like that out there, and it really does take a superstar willing to hand over some of that responsibility uh, in order for that to be the case. But even if, even if as a head coach these days, you're relegated to being a therapist, you know, somebody who's going to manage all the personalities, make sure that everybody's head's in the right place and get from point A to point B successfully. That's still, that's still a tremendous feat. If you're Eric Spolstra, you still got to find a way to make all the pieces fit. So even if we can't give him 100% credit for the the Caleb Martin um, uh, building him into a success, or even if we're not going to give him all of the flowers for the gamesmanship that we've seen, if we want to really credit the players for the heat, he still has to be the therapist. You know, if there's a CEO who's unbelievably successful and you find out that he or she has a therapist you're not going to give credit to the therapist you're still going to give credit to the ceo but you're also going to realize that it it takes it takes having somebody massage egos to get from point a to point b eric spolstra has been able to do this with a variety of groups now including the bosch dwayne wade lebron james era including now this jimmy butler era it's impressive what he's been able to get done over there and then you look on the other sideline and it's joe missoula i mean i heard um doug on the show preceding this one um he was talking about how Missoula, and I missed this, but apparently in his pregame speech, told the guys to go out there and have fun. Most importantly, to have fun. <laughs> and it's it's probably not the right message. And, and so, I don't know. I don't know if it, you really want to give too much credit or too much blame to the therapist, but we, we definitely know that 
that that is that plays a role here. There there is a piece to the puzzle that the head coach of a basketball team occupies. There is there is also and and I think that it does switch now to the Boston Celtics. We'll have time to talk about the Heat and they'll have their opportunity uh, to compete in the NBA Finals with the Denver Nuggets starting on Thursday night. But now it is such a Boston Celtics conversation. And I wanted to start out the show because I feel like Miami did deserve credit. And it's not it's not a it's not a did the Heat win the series or did the Celtics lose the series? It's it's not that at all. I can't stand those sort of questions. It's what kind of performance when you had everything, everything going your way entering game seven. Not only that, you also had Rich People on your side, meaning the media thought this was going to happen. The media thought this was going to happen after game five when it went 3-2. Some thought even after the Celtics won game one, and you heard even some of the Celtics players saying, don't let us get one. Well, they got one, two, and three, but couldn't seal the deal for game seven. And there is something about it. And I, I date back to the Sixers series with Boston. For some reason... This team responds to adversity really well. But for some other reason, they do not respond to success very well. They needed to be down 3-2 to the Sixers and then have Jason Tatum go off after an abysmal first three quarters against Philadelphia to save the day against the Sixers. And then he drops his 51 points to eliminate Boston in former Celtics head coach Doc Rivers. All of that is, is in line. There was no reason for this game for them to have a chip on their shoulder. And there, there wasn't. They were the better team. They were the higher seed. And for some reason, they wilt in those situations. And I don't know if you can't handle success. I don't. I, it's, it's part of being a superstar. And I, I may be wrong in, in saying that I felt that Jason Tatum was a superstar. And I'm not blaming everything on the, on the bum ankle last night. But he was five of thirteen from the field. I know that had an effect. Jalen Brown was eight of twenty three and one for nine from three point range. When, when Miami had nobody. Nobody really to protect the rim at all on anything. Yeah. But let's still launch 42 threes. And like there's just there's there's something about it. You know, your former teammate Tom Brady, what what is great so great about Tom Brady, what's so great about uh, Michael Jordan, what's so great about these players in in big instances. Heck, Jimmy Butler could be put in this conversation. You expect these guys to make plays. You expect Patrick Mahomes to hit Travis Kelsey to make the play to set the Chiefs up for that game-winning kick or for that game-winning touchdown. Uh, when the Boston Celtics are in those situations, you now expect them to fold. Yeah. And and that and that is that is that is an awful thing to shake. I think there is a big shakeup coming in Boston this offseason because of it because you had everything going your way. Even if the Heat would have lost game 6 by 10, I think they could have found reason to be able to turn things around and say, "Hey, game 7 is ours." But they lost in a heartbreaking fashion. One one way where you didn't think any team would be able to rebound from it, Eric Spolster found a way, and the Boston Celtics didn't, and it's as simple as that. Well, you know, and a lot of people get hot and bothered about making coaching changes when a team's really good, right? You know, they say, well, they were so close. Why would you make a change now? They nearly won the Eastern Conference final. They came back from a 3 nothing deficit. Why would you change a head coach, for example? Or why would you ship out a player in trade, for example? Why would you change this culture at all? Well, I'll, I'll give an example, example for people to connect to. Like, imagine you got a house builder, 
And they were great all the way up until the end of the project, right? You know, they, they poured you a foundation and they built the frame of the house. They put a great roof on the house. They put up walls. They did all the drywalling, the plumbing, the electric. But when it came to finishing the job, putting up molding, right? Putting in light switches, right? You know, making sure that the ceiling uh, uh, fans were all working and functional and, and you didn't have any loose wires hanging out where the, the receptacles, outlets are supposed to be. It would drive you crazy. You would walk around that house and say, this is such a great builder. Why didn't he just finish the job? It would drive you nuts. Your wife would be up in arms. You, what, look, wait, wait, I go into the kid's bedroom. There's no, no molding in the kid's bedroom. Why isn't there any crown molding? Well, I told him to put the crown molding up. Well, you need to get him on the phone. He needs to come over here next Tuesday. There's no crown molding in the kid's bedroom. You, It, it would drive you crazy. And if it happens enough, eventually you're going to find a new builder. And so that's what Boston may be up against. They may have with Brad Stevens and this front office and even Joe Mazzulla. I'll give credit to Joe. They found a way to get it this far. But maybe they need a finisher. Maybe they need somebody who understands winning. The Sixers just did this. They moved on from Doc Rivers, who appears to be that builder who can't finish, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they go out and get Nick Nurse, a guy who's won a championship. So... And and granted, Doc has one. It's been in the very distant past, and we understand what the the story has looked like since then. But th- that's my point with Missoula. It's 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 going to be hey, heat moving forward from this point on. You know, we get to see them tip off in the finals on Thursday. But in the interim, there's all eyes are on Boston because there are some problems there because they can't seem to finish the job. I want to wrap up with some Eric Spolstra sound from last night and why. I thought that they would maybe take something from Game 6's motivation. Instead, they went to a year ago in Game 7 when they lost to the Celtics. Here was Eric Spolster after the game. What happened last year, you know, uh, obviously was on our mind, and it, and it drove us this year. And that's what you always hope for, for competition, that uh, it can drive you to a higher level. Uh, and I think that's what you saw in this series this year, uh, to be able to have to overcome a, a lot of stuff. They found that chip on their shoulder, a reason to have it, and it went to a year ago. While so many of us, including myself, were pointing to what happened just two nights ago or three nights ago, it was um, it was Eric Spolster who really found that motivation. He's Rich Orenberger. I'm Dan Beyer. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, uh, the chants of Joe must go, I think, are going to start in Boston. We're going to tell you why. At least I'm going to tell you why I think it's validated. Rich will chime in as well as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And I say that, Rich, because I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the way things played out last night in Game 7 for the Boston Celtics, I think changes are ahead, and I think changes should take place at the head coaching spot. Uh, I don't think that Joe Missoula should return as head coach of the Boston Celtics. It's not because I'm saying that last night's performance was the sole reason, but I think that there were questions enough. Uh, the Boston media, is uh, they can be on you. We know that for sure. Uh, there seem to be some chemistry issues. There's a lot going on in Boston, and it's not all Joe Missoula's fault, but if you want to win a title, I think changes have to be made, and I think that they should probably be made with the head coach. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, sometimes things need more seasoning. You know, if you're making a delicious stir fry and you got fresh ingredients, you got a little broccoli, you got some of those carrot sticks, maybe a little onion, a little pepper, you know, you throw uh, you throw some chicken in there with it, you pour it on the plate, you realize, oh, I forgot the sauce. I didn't put any salt or pepper mm. in. I didn't put any. I didn't put any seasoning in it. You might add it back to that frying pan or the wok that it came from and start doctoring it up a little bit. It's. I mean, look, everything's fine. The ingredients were there. It's edible. But is it right? No. Does it mean that it, you got to throw it all away and start over? No. It just means you need a little more seasoning. Look, Joe Missoula may one day make an excellent basketball coach. Should he quit and go work for Avis Rent-A-Car? No. 
you know, should should he go, you know, be a barista somewhere? No. But he might need a little bit more seasoning. Maybe he needs to be on the bench a little bit longer. Maybe having the experience of being the head coach here for this season gives him some learning lessons. It's not it's not to say he can't or he won't be a great coach at some point. He's just not right now. And unfortunately for him, it's kind of like giving a, a kid who's on his learner's permit the, the keys to a Ferrari, you know? Yeah. It's like uh, you remember when Justin Bieber got, got dinged out in the Hollywood Hills for speeding his, uh, you know, his Aston Martin. or yeah, his I was friend. riding shotgun, of course I remember. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll never forget that day. He was like 16, 17 years old, and everybody's like, I mean, how could he? I know how, because he's 17 years old. Because that's what happens when you give a guy who's literally had a license for a day and a half uh, the keys to one of the fastest vehicles on the planet. Like, that's what happened here. This felt a little bit like you didn't have the answers. You didn't understand how the thing handles around the corners a little bit. And this is a really good Boston team. And so I'm not saying he can't or he won't be a good coach in the in the future, but I just don't know if he's the right coach right now for Boston. I think it's I think it's really well said by you, and we're gonna play some audio about ninety seconds. This is Raw audio from Joe Missoula's press conference, post-game press conference last night after the 19-point loss to the Miami Heat in a game where we felt Boston had all the momentum. And I want to say before we play these cuts, this press conference isn't the reason why I think that Joe Missoula should be fired um, or a change should be made. Fire just seems so harsh, but a change probably needs to be made. The reason I'm saying this because we've heard other coaches. It's not like Greg Popovich is greatly forthcoming with the media in answering questions. Um, I think that you know we're, we're blessed with Steve Kerr, the way that, that he gives answers at times. But it's a game seven that you just lost um, where your players didn't play particularly well. And I think that there's some responsibility that comes from the coach. And there's also a responsibility, especially in that city, you you played up there. You know what the Boston media is all about. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about you talk about you know places. You know, New York is obviously where where the media and talk radio can get to you. Philadelphia, absolutely, one hundred percent. Chicago, no doubt. D.C., yes. Boston, maybe at the front of the line. Like you, you know, radio, TV, print, all of that, everything. Uh, you have to. You have to manage that world in and of itself that is different than a lot of other places. So this is Joe Missoula, post-game press conference last night. And I just want you – just does this sound like the 34-year-old head coach or does this sound like a 34-year-old player who just got eliminated from the NBA playoffs? Here was Joe Missoula last night. I mean, the whole season kind of trying to like play off of getting stops, just kind of create open threes. How did this kind of represent a lot of the struggles you guys had all season? Um, yeah, we. I thought you know, the first quarter and a half or so, we continued to fight defensively, even though our shots weren't falling. And then, uh, you know, we just couldn't couldn't score. What did you do to try to create some kind of easier looks, more rhythm looks that fit some of the personnel you have to try to like at least get them something to fall? Uh, just our switch attack, um, trying to move against the zone. It's not dead air. It's just silence. There's more. Trust me. Sure, what was the difference between... <laughs> 
tonight in the last three games where you seem to be playing with confidence. The defense was good. There was energy there tonight. It just seemed like after the first six minutes, something changed. Um, we shot 21% from three. Defense was still there. Is this team too reliant on the three-point shot? Does that have to change? Uh, no. Joe, how, how did the game plan have to adjust to navigate perhaps any limitations Jason had? Uh, nothing. I mean, I thought we just he just tried to play through it as best as he could. And how do you, obviously, just with it ending right now, look back on this season? How do you By assess way, the season this team had? Uh, it's one of the best things. locker rooms I've been a part of. Uh, the guys cared. Um, they gave it everything they had. It's the most important thing um, to take from this. Um, obviously, we didn't achieve our goal. We didn't win, uh, which was our goal. So uh, we failed in that regard. Um, but it's not because the guys didn't have a sense of togetherness, character, um, you know, and just who they are as people. Listen, the, the the Boston media again, Rich. You played there. They they know what BS is. They know it a hundred percent. I felt that there were opportunities that the media was almost like throwing softballs up to him to just be like, "Hey, you know what, what's going on?" And then when he wouldn't take it, maybe you get a little tougher and you ask about the matchups. And he was just Heisman stiff arming these questions, which by the way then reflects on your players. They were the ones that shot nine for forty two from three point range last night. And it all falls on the players. Like there's at some point when you're a head coach and your team just failed massively, when your star player turned his ankle 10 seconds into the ball game, maybe it was 15 seconds, point of being it's the first possession, and there's there's no accountability on his point, and it's just as simple as making shots or not making shots, you lost by 19. It, it just it, it was it was it showed so much. He sounded like a player that shot 9 for 42 from the floor, not a coach who just coached a team that went 9 for 42 from three-point range. Petulant and defensive are the two adjectives that I'll use to describe that. And it all has to do with tone. I don't necessarily even mind that he wasn't all that expansive. It's just the way he was answering the questions, the way he sounded when he was answering the questions. Now, petulant, for anybody who doesn't understand what I'm meaning, it means very sulky, kind of almost like childish. Like when 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 you're, you know, correcting behavior of a young child, a lot of times they'll be like, well, he started it. You know, it's kind of a little bit like, all right, come on, let's get over that part. I'm just trying to teach you a lesson here. You know, there was a little bit of that, why do I have to be here? Mm -hmm. I'm Joe. You know, it's just like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, that's the job, buddy. Like, that's the job. I understand it stinks. You know, I mean, do you think a, a ship captain really wants to go down with the ship? I, no, the answer is no. He'd rather be on the lifeboats. He he would he would rather be on the lifeboats. He would rather live to see another day than going down with the ship. But that's the job. Like sometimes you have to set the tone for the rest of the crew. Sometimes you got to be the guy who's able to stand and take the slings and arrows and respond with some level level of you know decorum and tone and maturity. And this way, your organization comes off better. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I, 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 it's not fun, but being a head coach is as much a political position as it is a coaching position. Yeah, the job is to develop young players. And yeah, the job is to um, decide, make decisions on personnel when there's injuries. And yeah, there are timeouts where you're going to have to get on, you know, the whiteboard and draw up a play on the inbound. Yeah, all of that's included, but also being the politician who can put the tie back on after the win or the loss and go out there and answer questions with the same leadership tone. And that's what was missing there. The guy that uh, led your locker room uh, in New England, Bill Belichick. We, we, we know that at times Bill is not uh, fruitful with words, but you get the point. And at, at, you know, at no point would he just say, guys got to make tackles, you know? Just got There would be some responsibility uh, of what he did. Better job coaching. And I don't want to harp on Joe Missoula because I don't want to harp on players who speak the truth in, in their comments because I don't want coach speak. I don't want cliches. I want to hear the truth. But that truth there tells you a lot. There are times when Bill Belichick can go on for two and a half, three minutes if he wants to. And there were a couple expansive answers there by Joe Missoula. But when the going got tough, it seemed like he passed the buck. And, and and I'm not saying that he, he's Bill Belichick. He doesn't have the resume to be Bill Belichick. But when you see how how that coach handles those situations, a, a lot different than what we had uh, last night. Um, maybe they shouldn't have shot 42 threes last night, um, especially when the Heat at times when Bam Adebayo was struggling and even went out of the game, you probably had the opportunity to score down low and you didn't. It just was a – it was to me. It was just a bad, bad look. And if there was any doubt that a change needed to be made, maybe in, in that spot of adversity, we really would have seen a, a reason on why he should stay as as head coach. Head coach life in the NBA is uh, very, very short, and there's very small margin for error. And I think that there's enough error in Boston to realize that they probably have to go a different route. Yeah. Look, I, again, this isn't. I, I like you, Dan. I, I hate the feeling of sitting here as a Tuesday morning quarterback and being like, well, they should have done this and they should have done that. And Joe Missoula this and Joe Missoula that, you know, fire him, find somebody who can do it. That's that's not what this is. I don't think anybody would be comfortable with the idea of saying today, well, maybe outside of some really hardcore Boston fans like this is a guy who needs to lose his job today. But it has to be better. And and that's kind of my criteria, criteria with any player or coach is as long as they improve, I, I mean, I'm not going to complain all that loudly. So if, if Boston does see value in Joe Missoula staying on as the head coach, my expectation as a front office personnel guy – or somebody in a leadership role or decision-making role when it comes to his job and his employment is going to be like, hey, you know, we we need to see we need to see changes with you. We need to see changes with how this team is handled. We need to see better in-game choices when it comes to injuries. Like we need to see improvement. And so maybe he gets himself another year. I don't know if he will or he won't, but maybe he does. And as long as it improves, well, I mean, whatever. I, I mean, water under the bridge because that's a part of life. It's all a learning process. But if you're going to say to me, like, grade what we just heard, I mean, he didn't fail the test necessarily, but if it's passing, it's barely. 
It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a tough spot. It, it really, really is. It's just that performance, everything that comes with it. And honestly, like when you look at where the Celtics are because of the Ime Udoka situation and the position that they were put in, they probably need to reevaluate the position. Like they, they put Missoula there basically in the necessity. He had been on staff. Udoka was gone. Will Hardy had left for the Utah gig. But there was familiarity with Stevens because he was on the staff prior. But that's not a full-fledged coaching search. And Nick Nurse just got hired by the Sixers. There are other candidates that are out there. I think it actually would do Boston well in doing a real coaching search. They were Missoula was put in a tough spot. They probably shouldn't have given him the contract extension after the good start of the season. Now you have the ability to to, to right the wrong, and then you got to figure out what you're going to do with the Jalen Brown situation and so much more. But I think a change is coming uh, in Boston. He's Rich Hornberger. I'm Dan Beyer. Today's show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code Gottlieb for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Gottlieb only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Get Rich on Twitter. At Ornberger, you can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. Well, you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The value of Robert Ory cannot be understated, and the seven-time NBA champion joins us now, courtesy of Bet Online, where you can get up to the date NBA final series lines, game lines, finals MVP, and player props, and so much more. Big shot, Rob. Welcome to the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. How are you? And I am good. How are you guys doing? I, I'm I'm doing spectacular. I know Rich is pretty good from his Memorial Day nap that he had yesterday. Um, <laughs> you, listen, you thanks, you thanks to the Celtics. <laughs> you, uh, you played under uh, Greg Popovich. Played under Phil Jackson. Played under Rudy T. We were just to start the show praising Eric Spolstra. When you see Eric Spolstra on the the sidelines, Robert, uh, is there anything that that stands out to you that that could be compared to some of the great coaches that you played under? It doesn't. It doesn't seem like he gets rattled, and he holds everybody accountable. And that's the most important, I think, for coaches, because sometimes you, you watch the game and you see the superstars who can get away with so many things. But Spolster's not like that. He holds everybody accountable, no matter if you're Jimmy Butler or you know, Kevin Love or you know Tyler Hero. He doesn't care. He, may, he holds you accountable. If you don't like that, you got Zoe who's looking down from the stand, <laughs> and Pat Riley who's looking down from the stand to make sure you fall in line, and you got a guy on the court like Jimmy Butler and make sure you know everybody does what they're supposed to do. I just think that you know Spolster is, is is a great coach. He's always right here, getting an undermanned, undersized, underdog team like the Heat to where they need to be. You know, Robert, when when I think about head coaches in the NBA anymore, I don't necessarily think of a guy with, you know, half-court whiteboard drawing up plays. I think more of a therapist. Is that yeah. is that an accurate portrayal these days? Like, you need less gamesmanship and more just an understanding of character and personalities around the locker room? I, I think you need a little bit of all of that because this, this day and age, though, people are, are – Players are so sensitive to things. If you don't play them, they get mad. You think about a guy like Duncan Robson, who hasn't played in a while, and all of a sudden Tyler gets hurt. He needs you. You're keeping them engaged and keeping them uh, in, the, in the flow of things so they don't get lost, so they don't lose interest. And, and that, that's, that's a major thing. You know, I, I, don't, I know they always talk about they use the term built different. You know, guys are built different in, 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 certain, in every other era, and coaches have to be mindful of that. They have to be mindful of kids. I think kids, the guys, you know, mental awareness and 
how they're playing their team and how to keep a team going. I think Spolster, all the things that have happened to him through this year, he's keeping that team going. Even though he's only eight seats, he's at a place where everybody wants to be. That's the NBA Finals. Seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Return Burger. I'm Dan Beyer in for Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, a lot of people love the Nuggets. The numbers on Bet Online show it. Eighty percent of the uh, the right now current odds of the uh, Nuggets as an eighty percent favorite. Is there anything that the Heat can take over from maybe playing in this seven-game series, or how difficult will it be, especially playing in altitude in these first two games for Miami? You know, you know, you usually use series to prepare you for the next series, but there's nothing to prepare you for Jokic. Um, Jokic is a different beast. Um, he's a big that can bring the ball up. But the only thing, you know, that is the saving grace for Miami Heat, Bam kind of does what Jokic does, but on a smaller scale. And so that, to me, is going to be the key. Will Bam be able to match um, Jokic's output? If he's able to do that, then he'd have a chance. And I know a lot of people always talk about the altitude. Uh, you don't worry about that because now Miami's there for the next 48 hours. They can get used to it. They get some practice time in, and they are still have a nice little rhythm where Denver's been off for like 10, 7 to 10 days. So their rhythm might not be the same. So if if, if the Miami Heat is going to win a game in this series, I got Denver winning this, this series, but I, I'm rooting for the Miami Heat. It's good. They're going to have to win game one um, because this is when the, the Denver Nuggets are the most vulnerable. You know, uh, uh, Nikola Jokic, if we're looking at bet online, I mean, overwhelming favorite, minus 400 to win the NBA Finals MVP, right behind him in the odd standings, obviously much longer odds, plus 340 is Jimmy Butler. So I'll ask you, since they're one and two on this list, if, if the story goes that Jimmy Butler won the NBA Finals MVP, how does that opening paragraph of those articles sound? Like, what sort of performance would Jimmy Butler have to put together through this series in order for the Heat to win the championship and for him to be the MVP? You know, it's just, it's, they just have, they just put, you know, I know it's Gretzky's name, but they would have the great one because it would have to be the greatest run by individual ever in the sense that, you know, he would have to have like Shaq numbers back in 2001, averaging 34, averaging 18 and 16 rebounds. You know, he would have to average a triple-double, too, to keep up with Jokic. And so, for me, you know, don't count out Jimmy and his tenacity and his will and drive to win and his ability to get his teammates involved and get them to believe. You know, you always people say the mind is a you know it's a wonderful thing when it believes, and he has those guys believing, has the Miami fans believing, and so if he can get everybody to fall in line and get a little luck here and there, because it takes a lot of luck. You know, a ball bouncing this way, you know, a guy stepping out of bounds, or some things that are out of character. So they're gonna need a little luck to win this thing. But Jimmy Butler, if he wins, you can call him the new great one. Robert Ory joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, courtesy of Bet Online. Speaking of great ones. How mad were you when Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl? Because then he could also say that he was a seven-time champ. Like, did you want him to stay at six so you could be the seven-time champ guy? You know, being that I was a Raider fan when he beat the Raiders with the tough rule, uh, I was like, he don't deserve that one. <laughs> but, no, uh, you know, I'm happy for any guy to see. You know, Tom Brady had, at the time had the supermodel wife winning championships. Of course you're going to be a hater and you against him, man. You just don't want the guy to catch you. But, you know, in, in all honesty, anytime, you know, great people, you're able to uh, – um, 
you know, watch me and, 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 and see greatness and to be able to tell your kids, you know, I watched Tom Brady take a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team to a championship. And, you know, you, you love watching greatness as it, it unveils. Okay, final one for Robert Ory, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. 2007 NBA Finals, you guys just sweep the Cavaliers. I go up to Robert Ory in the locker room with a phone and say, hey, big shot Rob, do you have two minutes to talk to Fox Sports Radio? You told me that you were already drunk from the celebration. Was that truth or was that a lie? 16 years ago, this June, were you lying to me? Did you just try to ignore doing the interview by saying that you were a little tipsy in the celebration? Hey, man, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was already drunk because you got to think about it. When you when you for a game, you probably eat four hours before the game. And so now you got three hours. That's seven hours I ain't food in your stomach. And we weren't drinking champagne. We were shooting tequila. And so <laughs> by the time you got to me, I'm not even going to lie. I was buzzed. Oh, all right. Hey, I thought you were probably drunk after game three because the series was over at that point anyway. So I wouldn't have blamed you at all. Uh, I, I finally got the answer 16 years later, and now I don't take it personally at all. Rob, we appreciate the time. Uh, everybody go to bet online, uh, betonline.net. Check out all the latest NBA odds, player props, and so much more. We appreciate it. Enjoy the finals. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man, y'all take care. And I was drunk. He wasn't the only one. He was not the only one either, which uh, made it uh, that much better. Uh, Robert Ory joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Rich Orenberger. I'm Dan Beyer. Again, check out Ben Online for up-to-date NBA Finals, series lines, game lines, finals MVP, and player props, and so much more. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.